0: This is the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to the disciples, beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward." Where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the gospel of the Lord. Lord Please be seated. Let me begin with a prayer. Loving God, I commit this coming season of Lent to you and ask you to show me what I need to turn away from and what I need to turn towards. Shine your loving light in those dark parts of my heart and bring me new life, new hope, and new possibilities. Help me to walk more closely with Jesus to know that I am deeply loved, and to share this love with others. Amen. This simple Lenten prayer was written by Justin Welby, the Archbishop of Canterbury, who's my spiritual leader in the Anglican Communion. What I like about this prayer is how it rests on the verb turn or in the Greek, metanoia, which is often translated, repent. To repent is simply to turn, to turn around. Show me, God, what I need to turn away from and what I need to turn towards. You see, the season of Lent at bottom is about turning. To turn is to change direction or to change perspective. We talk about turning our lives around or that we hope to turn a new page or turn over a new leaf. Turn is an active verb, one that requires movement on our part, a pivot, a change of direction. What this prayer recognizes is that each one of us has things that we should be turning away from and other things that we should be turning toward. So here is a simple Ash Wednesday exercise for you. Make your own list of turnings. Take a blank sheet of paper, draw a line down the middle, and on the one side make a list of those things you know you should turn away from and on the other side, those things you want to turn toward. Here's my list, just to give you an example. On the left-hand side of the page, I want to turn away from fear. Too often, I am so afraid of making mistakes that I don't take the risk of trying new things, or I am so afraid of making myself vulnerable that i am hesitant to do to meet new people or to try things for the first time help me lord turn away from all the fears that debilitate me second self absorption i spend way too much time living in my head rather than actively engaging with the world and other people help me lord turn away from an unhealthy preoccupation with myself, my thoughts, and my own agenda. Third, worry. I am a worry wart. I deeply relate to what Mark Twain once famously said. I have spent most of my life worrying about things that never happened. Help me, Lord, turn away from needless worry. Fourth, wastefulness I waste too much food too much energy and throw away too much stuff I also waste too much time looking at my smartphone and at screens of all kinds help me Lord turn away from reckless careless and wasteful behaviors so there's four things I want to turn away from this Lenten season what about on the other side of the page things that I want to turn toward. First, deeper relationships. St. Augustine famously said that God gives us things to use and people to love and that sin is the confusion of the two. Let me repeat that. God gives us things to use and people to love. And sin is the confusion of those two. Too often, I find myself treating others as a means toward my own end, rather than cherishing people as ends in themselves. Help me, Lord, turn toward fuller and more loving relationships. Second, health. Our bodies and our minds are great and wondrous gifts to be cared for and enjoyed to the fullest. And yet, I don't know about you, but I often neglect mine. Help me, Lord, live into healthier behaviors and patterns of daily life. Third, beauty. All of creation is a beautiful, mysterious, and holy thing and yet too often i wander inattentively through life help me lord to cherish nature attend to beauty in others and appreciate and cultivate the creative arts fourth justice we are all god's children equally deserving of the opportunity to flourish And yet such vast disparities of opportunity exist among us. Keep me, Lord, mindful of the needs of others and give me the courage to oppose injustice, corruption, and division in all of its forms. So there's my list, which I share not because there's anything special about me and my hopes for Lent, but rather as a concrete example for you as a way of inviting each of you to do the same thing. It'll take you 10 minutes. Make a list of your turnings and keep it somewhere where you see it every day during Lent. But before we go much further, I need to issue a warning. And the warning is this. Once you have your list, please do not try to pursue your turnings on your own. Because the sad truth about being human, and you as Lutherans know this better than anybody, is that rarely do people turn their lives around alone. More often than not, even when we know what to do, we usually can't or won't or don't do it. Knowing is not enough. We need the will to do what we know we should do. And that's where grace comes in. And no one in the history of Christianity explored this struggle more eloquently than did St. Augustine in his Confessions, where he documents his own internal battle between his desire for his own pleasure on the one hand and his devotion to Christ's goodness on the other. You see, Augustine grew up in a wealthy household and knew well the the pleasures of good food and drink and women. But even after he converted to Christianity, he couldn't quite align his actions with his heart. Here's a famous and funny prayer of St. Augustine's. Please, Lord, make me good. Give me moderation. Keep me chaste but just not quite yet. This chasm between knowing the good on the one hand and doing it on the other is exactly what we are here today to confess. We put ashes on our foreheads as a sign of this basic human brokenness. The ashes mark our frailty, feebleness, and foolishness. With ashes, we admit to ourselves and to God that left to our own devices, we cannot turn our lives around. But now for the good news. The good news is we are not left to our own devices. The ashes we will put on our forehead are not just a random smudge of failure. But rather, we always put the ashes on our foreheads in the sign of the cross, reminding us that despite our ashen brokenness, the crucified one will straighten our crooked ways. He will claim us as his own, love us as his own, turn us in the right direction, and lead us and guide us to where we need to be. He will take us by the hand if we but ask. This is exactly why Archbishop Welby ends his prayer with the plea, Help me, God, to walk more closely with Jesus. We can only be who God wants us to be. We can only turn toward the good and away from the bad when we seek to walk hand in hand with Jesus. That may sound simple, naive, even childish, to pray that Jesus may take us by the hand. But I'd invite you to remember what Jesus said in Matthew, chapter 18, verse three, when he was asked by his disciples, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus answered their question by gathering a child in his arms and saying, Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever becomes humble like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. We can make our own lists of things we should turn away from and things we should turn toward, but unless we also become like a child, and ask Jesus to show us the way, to give us the will to do these things, we will remain stuck and lost and adrift, unable to turn ourselves around. Which brings me back to where I started, with a prayer for his help. Loving God, I commit this coming season of Lent to you and ask you to show me what I need to turn away from and what I need to turn towards. Shine your loving light in those dark parts of my heart and bring me new life, new hope, and new possibilities. Help me to walk more closely with Jesus, to know that I am deeply loved, and to share this love.